Welcome to the Eye on Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. Today we jumped over to the mall, or near the mall, in the Annapolis Exchange Parkway, and we are here today with Julianne Bing and Karen Tater, who are the owners, I guess, of a new business in Annapolis called One You Love Home Care. How are you guys? Hi, John. Thanks for having us. We're doing well. Well, you know, what we want to do is we want to get into about the business. Uh, I said it's new, and I mean, you've been around for a little bit. You know, I've talked to several different, we'll say, aging communities, and I mean, you see them popping up all the time. I mean, probably the biggest one in the the news is the Crystal Spring turned into the Village at Providence Point. And I'm somewhat coming to my own realization that I'm not getting any younger myself. So, uh, and having dealt with aging parents, uh, this is just a huge, you know, one you care home care to have home care. And we wanted to stop in and see what it was all about. So, where where did this come from? I mean, what's your background on taking care of, of folks? Now, I mean, I'm assuming this is for senior care. It is, but we actually can provide care to somebody, say, with a disability, multiple sclerosis or cerebral palsy, so the age can actually go younger than just our senior population. Oh, okay, that's mm-hmm. good to that's good to know. And and presumably from the uh, name of the business, it is in home. It is in home, but the home can be defined not necessarily just in the physical home where they were living for 50 years, but it can be in an assisted living community or CCRC, we call them. That's a continuing care retirement community like Ginger Cove or the Providence Village that's coming to keep them in their home of where their home is. Very so it cool. can be in assisted living or in the independent side of one of those. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, it's, it's so important, I think, to keep people in their comfort zone, if you will. And I know that uh, I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, you know, she, she said, oh, yeah, I'm hitting the big six. Oh, and I said, you know, 30 years ago, we'd be out buying walkers for you. And very different. And, you know, we got into the whole discussion about if George Bush can skydive at 90. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and, you know, my father has passed away. But I mean, he was traveling into his late 80s. So we are as a as a human race, I guess, are aging a a lot slower maybe and we're just staying active a lot more and I think it's probably because we realize about eating healthy and being healthy and all that kind of stuff is really adding to it you know that's so important to be independent as your own my mother you know she passed away as well and the last thing was the car and oh, you know, they she, hate to get rid of the car. Well, she had yeah. she had 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 dementia and she had the, and she said we said mom we got to sell the car and she's like oh hell no <laughs> and we said, no, no, we really do. It was just, she fought she fought on it. I mean, she didn't drive it. And I said, okay, well, we took the battery. She had the keys, and she thought she could go wherever she wanted, whenever she wanted, and she had no problem telling that. And but when we ultimately did sell it when she passed away, the guy's like, what's wrong with this thing? It won't start. Oh, that's right, we don't have a battery. <laughs> we got to put the battery in it. It's fine. But, so, you know, the independence is huge, and I think that's it's a much-needed service that you guys that you guys have. But how did... When You Love Home Care gets started. Um, We, Karen and I grew up in Annapolis. We knew each other. We went to high school together. Um, What high school? 
Severn School. Okay. <laughs> we both went to Severn. We moved back to Annapolis after having our children. Uh, we both took time off um, to raise our children. And then in some discussions, we figured out that we both really had a love for the older adults. We loved working with them. We loved um, in our previous work. I'll just tell you a little bit about myself. I was a business major. I worked in consulting in New York City. And then I worked here with Kramer & Associates. And I went back to school. I love I love to go to school. And I uh, studied positive psychology. And I got my certification in positive psychology and decided that I wanted to work with older adults. I wanted to help them create meaning and purpose after retirement, after they didn't have a family to care for anymore. A lot of people are looking for, what do I do next? It was a newsletter that was called What's Next, actually. So I was already focused on that population, maybe a little younger than a lot of our clients, but really loved helping, keeping them engaged. So for me personally, moving into this space of keeping people independent and safe in their home, it was a nice transition. I already felt a love and um, warmth to that age group. And, and that's really what we found to be almost the most important thing with this business. We can train our employees and our caregivers to be, you know, to have the skills, but you have to have the heart for the job. It is not the same as other types of careers. And we felt like Karen and I both have the heart for the job, and so we love it, and that's why we're there, and that's what we try with our employees, too. It takes a special person to do that. And I know it the does. caregivers that took care of my parents before they passed away, uh, they, they were angels on earth. The level of care, and it's unfortunate that we live in a world where it's go, 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 go. You mentioned you were in New York, so I mean, I'm sure that was a go, 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 go type of a lifestyle. And you know, it becomes difficult. It becomes difficult to get down there to you know see mom and dad after they're gone. And I mean, I say after you as the child are gone mm-hmm. out, of, out yes. of the life. Mm-hmm. And they really do, the caregivers really do form bonds with, you know, with, with the caregivers as well. Now, what is your background, Karen? So I have, I'm a registered nurse. I have my bachelor's of science in nursing. I have spent many years doing different types of nursing, but really fell in love with that older population when I ran a rehab unit in a facility in Rockville, Maryland. And that was just my calling. I love older people. I love listening to them tell stories from 100 years ago. Literally, they'll tell me stories from when they were on a horse and buggy. And I just love listening to them. So I love that age. The stories are great. Yes. The stories, stories Imagine are- what they've seen. I always say... They have gone seen the cars first built to many wars, and they tell me all about it. Well, the, I love the, listening. The older people today, the ones that are, we'll even say, you know, in the 90s or maybe even the low 100s. I mean, I know there's a guy down in um, Rundle on the Bay, Billy Keys, who uh, helped liberate some of the um, internment camps Mm-hmm. Out of World War II, wow. and he's got a yeah. he's got a little museum in his garage of you know the Nazi flag and 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 everything else, and he's he just celebrated I think 102, and he just stopped substituting teaching at South River High, probably probably about six years ago, and I mean it's just so wonderful in the stories that they can tell Love because that's let's face it that's a generation that grew up with all sorts of stuff that we don't I mean. It, yeah, we've seen an awful lot in our generation as well. But, you know, you look, you know, cars were yep. new. And then, you know. We, Cell phones. We, we, yeah, yeah we, we blew through, <laughs> fa- through, through fax machines. And, you know, and, and uh, you know, now we've got everything in the palm of our hand. It's um, 
pretty pretty amazing. So now, did you guys start One You Love Home Care, or is that a larger organization? We bought a franchise, but it was a brand new franchise out of Philadelphia. We were only the second territory to come on. But we thought, because we didn't have a background in starting a business, we thought that was a good way to, they helped us get through all the legal aspects of starting a company. I'm sure there's plenty of them. Yes, with a, with Maryland is quite, sure. um, quite, there was a lot of things that we had to get through. <laughs> and with COVID, we actually started um, prior to COVID, but because of COVID and uh. the pandemic, a lot of people weren't working. So it really took an, like a year to get through all of that licensing. But in that time, Time, we actually used the time wisely. I actually went and got a certified nursing assistant degree from Anne Arundel you said Community you like College. School. I like school, <laughs> yes. but because I didn't have a healthcare background, I wanted to know exactly what our employees would be doing. I wanted to be able to get in there and do some of the work myself, so I could be right there with my employees. I get to know my clients really well, so I had time to do that. We met with quite a few people that had either used caregivers in the past or that had been caregivers. So we took a lot of time to really get to know this industry so we could create the company that we wanted to create. Well, it sounds like you've really uh, you know, taken the model and, and made it your own, if you will. And, and I do want to interject, though. I mean, you said a franchise, and unfortunately, so many people will say, oh, franchise is a big corporate thing. All the money is going to Philadelphia or whatever it may be. But that's uh, not necessarily the case. I mean, with a franchise, I mean, both local people here that are working with local people, hiring local people and everything else there. And uh, for a franchise, it's really just a... Um, I, I look at it, and I used to own a travel agency that was a franchise, and I look at it more as a, as a marketing expense. Uh, as you said, they've got a lot of expertise in doing this and helping you with the permits and everything else. And uh, you know, knowing Anne Arundel County and Maryland, you'd probably still be going through them if you didn't have yeah. the help. Yes, they were very helpful yes. for all of that. We don't know, if, you know, but but we can run the business how we see fit, and we do. We have our own way that we like to do things, and that's how we do it. Well, what type of care? does when you love home care offer and i mean is it do you get into the medical i mean are you doing shots in people's arms if they need an administering medication or is it more just a, a companion type of a so we provide personal and companion care personal care is assisting somebody in a shower or with a bed bath helping them ambulate taking them also to doctor's appointments we can do, taking them to get their hair done, their nails. We don't do, we're, not, we're called non-skilled, which means we don't give shots or pass medications or say do wound treatment. Okay, but if somebody was say had a, I'm going back to my mother's, my mother's pillbox on you know, with the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, is that something that you would like, hey Sherry, you need to take your Tuesday pills, yes. here they are? We can give a med reminder, absolutely. Okay. Okay, but you're not you're not administering. Right. We don't manage what we call manage the medications. We can just give reminders to them. And if you don't have a usually the the child of our client will put that together, you know, once a week they put all the pills in your little pillbox like you're saying. But if you don't have that person, pharmacies will put it mm-hmm. together for right. you and it'll say Monday morning, Monday afternoon. So then it's still a medicine reminder for the for the caregiver to sure. the adult. Mm-hmm. You said, you said the children typically do this. I mean, there's also a lot of seniors that have come down here to retire mm-hmm. in the area that the children may not be here. Mm-hmm. I mean, how does how does that work again? Are you working with doctors and primary care doctors to develop the the programs that you work with them? 
we can work with physicians. The family just needs to sign off on them. There is what we call a personal health information. As long as the family allows us to be involved in that care, we can absolutely reach out to their physician and help coordinate care. So how does, okay, my mom say is, is need, needs some in-home assistance. How, how, do, how does the program work? How do I start? I come to you and we probably sit down in this great conference room and <laughs> lay, yeah. out, lay out a plan? Yeah, absolutely. We do very similar to what we're doing now. We talk about the needs of that family member, make sure that we're a good fit for them. We come out and I do a full assessment on them, on that client, make sure that, again, that we meet their needs. I do a physical exam on them and I create a care of plan based on the needs of that individual client. Okay, so you create the plan that says, hey, this is what I think mm-hmm. your mom needs or your your dad needs. And I yep. either accept it or maybe I maybe take it to the doctor and say, hey, this is what we're doing. And does this look okay or whatnot? Is that how? That's how it works. And we work together as a team to figure out what is appropriate for that client. And then we go and we find a caregiver that's a good fit based on the needs of that client, the hours that they need, and also the personality of the caregiver and the client. Julianne and I spend a ton of time making a good fit between the client and the caregiver. I can't imagine that's important because I've met where my mother was in a retirement community down in Florida. Man, I met some really cranky people that would have been a real chatter. <laughs> real, you really had to have the right personality to jump in on on different people for sure. Well, and another thing is. Um, Nothing's locked in stone. You know, things are always changing. So Karen can always add things to that care plan or we can reassess or if the caregiver isn't a right fit, then we, you know, try to find a replacement. Another thing about that's great about Karen being our owner and our registered nurse is she's always doing the nursing for that client. We don't have to hire nurses to go in. A lot of some agencies, you know, hire nurses and then they use different people where with us, Karen is always always doing it. There's a continuity of care with her. And she does speak to doctors and she does help with other parts of their healthcare journey at that age. So it's super helpful to have one person that really knows that client inside and out with continuity of care really is important. I would imagine that once you know you do an initial evaluation, you've you've got your baseline established that as we all age, hey, I've noticed that He's favoring the one hip and, you know, maybe we need to, you know, bring that to the attention of an orthopedist or maybe the memory is starting to slip a little bit. And that's probably something that you and your the caregivers that work for you are able to notice. Absolutely. The caregivers get to know the client really well and we talk all the time. And if there's any change in status, we talk and we figure out a plan for that particular client always. That's that's the beauty of it. They get to know that client. How frequent is this care? I mean, I know I keep bringing up my mother, but I mean, you know, toward the end of her life, she had pretty much 24-7 care. Uh, Is that something that you guys would offer? Yes, we can provide anything from a four-hour shift a few days a week up to 24 hours a day to even a live-in who actually lives in the home with the client. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and what about somebody that just, uh, mom's getting a little bit forgetful. Can somebody just you know, I'm, I'm here in Montana, and can somebody just like go in and check on her once a week or something like that? Is that something that you would just, yes, just, we, just yeah. sit down and say hello and hey, how are you doing? Yeah, and, we actually, that is a big part of what we do, especially in the beginning when they don't need a lot of services, is we do have a four-hour minimum because our caregivers have to get there. Sure. And they're, you know, it's their, their need to make some money too. And and then we can, we can hire good caregivers because we know we can be able to staff them. But it's a big part of getting to know the 
caregiving way of life. You know, you go in a couple days a week, you check in, you make sure they've taken their medicine, you maybe do some laundry or pick up some groceries for them, and they get to know that caregiver really well. Um, Another thing we have is we put an iPad in our clients' homes for multiple reasons. One, it is they can use it for Zooming with family if they don't have access to that. The caregivers can use it to clock in and out, but they don't need to. But we have this technology um, that is the caregiver will play some games with the client. And in doing that, it's stimulating their mind, helping them keep active, but at the same time, it's assessing their cognitive abilities. So every month, the child could get gets a report as to what's going on. Is anything changing? Is their memory slipping? Their short-term memory, because that's usually the short-term memory right. that will go first. So this, it's got about 20 different games that they can play. And even if they don't have the dexterity to use it, the caregiver will help them use it. And then you can get a report on how your mom's doing or if there's any changes going on. It's so neat to see how different things affect different people. I know there's one video that was out on YouTube at one point where there was this uh, old man that was non-ambulatory and he was just sort of in this little bunk and somebody turned around and put headphones on him with some music, and all of a sudden the foot starts to tap, and the smile comes up, oh, and, he, yes. and he sit there, and it was, it was, you know, and, and music was what the button was yes. for for that man. So I, I think that's wonderful that you're able to turn around with with technology, which I'm sure some, well, I guess not so much now. It's getting a little bit better. People are a little bit more familiar with technology. I think if you know you try to do it with, yeah, there's resistance sometimes, but. With the caregiver there to help them, that makes it a little easier. And, and it actually does have a music app on it, mm-hmm. too. It does. Yeah, and I, I didn't even think about, you know, the Zooming calls. And that's just got to be so, you know, to see a smiling face, to see somebody that you that you know, that you love, that you recognize, mm-hmm. uh, that maybe thousands of miles away has just got to be huge for somebody that's... Well, and sometimes, too, like if you wanted to do like a book tape, you can use it for that. I mean, and and sometimes the hesitancy is that the client doesn't have the dexterity to get that book tape going. But, you know, the caregiver can help them with that. Mm -hmm. So there are some things that um, make their lives better. But we've had some clients that the music, you say that about your mom or that about people like the old man on the commercial, that um, they've played music. They will bring their like um, keyboard and, and it really does. Some people just really perk up with music. Well, you never know what what the little hot buttons are that get somebody. I mean, you could just trigger, you know, gone with the wind. Just happen to show up and all of a sudden it's like, oh my, you know, that's, you know, whatever it is. I know my mother, you you talked about the short-term memory that's first to go. And that's pretty much what I found with my mother had Alzheimer's, but... Uh, yeah, and we thought early in their fifties that she was she'd like write a check to the phone company for a thousand bucks when she would go to Florida for the winter, and we thought oh she was like oh I'm just let them worry about it, and now we think that okay well she was probably having problems mm-hmm. writing that check and remembering to do it monthly. So, and of course the phone company loved it. You know, hey, we got a thousand dollar interest free yeah. loan, but uh, you know, and, and it turns out. But I know as as she got older and older, her. I mean, she could remember running across the field on the farm when she was there with the name of the dog, where the horse was, where the barn was, and everything else. I stand up and say goodbye to her, and she can't remember my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it was really heartbreaking to see. And it's so wonderful to see, to me anyhow, it was comforting to see somebody taking care of 
you know, of my mother. When you're talking about the people that are working with the families, okay, you obviously, you all have full heads of hair, so you're not pulling your hair out, running around all your clients <laughs> to your, by yourself. So you do have help. What, what, who are the types of people? I mean, obviously, you've got caregivers, uh, you help wanted people with huge hearts. And what, what types of employees? I mean, do you have nurses that work with you? I know you, you're a nurse, but I mean, are there nurses? Or are they just aides? Or does it vary depending on what the client is? So we hire both CNAs, which are certified nursing assistants, but they don't necessarily have to be. Like Julianne said, it's about the heart. I can train them to do certain techniques or whatever skill they need for that particular client. So that's really what we look for is the heart. But we do have both. If a caregiver comes in who doesn't have a ton of experience, hands-on experience, we might put them in more of a companion type situation where they're taking the, the family member to get their hair done or just playing cards with them or working with the iPad with them. Not necessarily heavy skills. Right, right. And I guess that would also depend on the needs of the of, of the person that's yes. receiving the care yes. as well there. Well, I think what that leads to is just that each person is different. That's why we go in and do an assessment and talk to the family, talk to the client themselves. What are they looking for? Each person is different, and we create this personalized plan that's specific to them because some people do need more skills and more um, personal care, and some people need more companion. So I would say with all of our clients, I don't think any of their schedules or care plans look anything alike. No, no. Right. They're all different. Yeah. No, and that makes sense. That makes sense. Beautiful, beautiful of it. Now, as far as the, I mean, I'm assuming bonding and insurance, I mean, that's just sort of like a standard type of a yes. thing. Now, does Maryland, the state, license in-home caregivers is that is there a license for our agency is licensed okay yes okay i didn't know whether maryland had that rule or yes um, maryland has strict licensing very strict lots of requirements <laughs> right and, and as far as you said mentioned taking taking them to doctors and stuff like that i mm -hmm. mean would that be with their vehicle if they have one or or the caregiver's vehicle or both or both either and both yes okay. they can use their caregiver can use their own or drive the clients whatever is preferred. Neat. That's very neat. And and I guess the other thing that you know I, I mentioned with you know writing the checks or something like that. If somebody just has needs problem paying bills. I mean, is that something that a companion care would help, or does that jump into the whole financial end of the? We, right. We yeah. don't. We don't do finance. The caregivers are not. Do not help the client with financials. Okay. You're right. Okay, yeah. But we as an agency have found that we help, we get very um, close to our clients. You know, we're small, we're personalized, we like it that way. We're not trying to be, you know, really big with tons of caregivers. I mean, we don't have any staff other than Karen and I and our caregivers. But we try to help them because some people are doing it on their own. You know, maybe they don't have children or don't have children that live close. So we've helped them with plumbing. We've helped them with getting a Electricians, house cleaners, house cleaners. In. We really have become a resource for many things, and we have a lot of. We try to refer, you know, because we want to make sure that our our clients, that our older adults, are protected because they're in a very vulnerable state sure. at that age. So we want to make sure that we trust these these plumbers or these electricians. And a lot of times, we'll we'll do it when our caregiver is there, so that there's somebody mm -hmm. else there that's coming. When you have a plumber come over, you have the caregiver there with that's you. And, yes. and that's also got to be, you know, somewhat frightening for an elderly woman to exactly. have, a, have, a, have a plumber yeah. that we we yeah. that we don't know. It's uh, jumping in. That's and I guess that's the beauty of being very very small like that. Now you guys are. You said you're the only staff that you got, as far as I'm going to say, the on the admin level here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're like the receptionist and the 
the marketing yeah. director and, and you know one of the things we heard when during that year of licensing is that when a client was calling and this was like a child to get some information nobody knew their case nobody knew you know they had to look up paperwork and figure out who this was and what they were calling about well we know our clients really well they trust us so we have that connection with them and we like that um, we that's, like that that's got to be huge because if I call you up and you're going to be okay yeah hey John this is great yeah let me yeah we were I know we were just with your mom last week and uh, oh let me let me just pull up the what happened when they were there last week but you know what her general situation is I mean and Karen reads the you know the, the, the caregivers have to chart we have a mobile app that they chart on before they can clock out all these different things and make sure that they've done everything and that if there's any changes like Karen said earlier our caregivers are the ones that are probably going to spot these changes mm-hmm. because they're with them every day so Karen reads those every night what happened each day with each client and then she can call she's also available to our caregivers I think actually our caregivers like working with us because we are available to them as well they if they have a question during the shift you know Mrs. Jones has you know like looks like she's had some bruising on her legs or this or that or you know mentally she's she looks seems a little different today and that can be you know a UTI or something so our caregivers are in constant contact with Karen who's our nurse all day so that they feel good that they're not left alone out there to try to decide what to do and so and they also feel part of a team Mm -hmm. because we've been in that we know this client intimately I might have worked with that client last week myself so I know how what's going on so that's wonderful so I mean so the caregiver calls you and I mean you as with using your nursing background mm-hmm. can sit there and say well this and using your example ample there Julianne but the you know oh it's, it's you know that could possibly be a UTI or something like that let's and, and here's my medical advice drink some cranberry juice and we'll take a look <laughs> we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens you know we'll see what happens tomorrow yeah uh, but I mean you're able to turn around and, and say okay well we'll note this uh, this is what we're going to change and we're going to look at it tomorrow or, or three days later or something like that and see if we've gone you know, back or forward or which yes. way we need to go. That's, that's awesome. And if it's something that needs to be addressed right away, I absolutely take care of that and notify the family. I mean, Karen's getting phone calls all day long, all day long. <laughs> from these right, caregivers. Right, right. <laughs> no, I love them. That's what, that's what Julianne said. We're a team. And I, if they have a question, I'm their resource for them. And if I don't know the answer, I will get them that answer. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, where is your basic area? I mean, you said you've, you've got the franchise for the area. I mean, in Annapolis, uh, Anne Arundel County, do you go outside of the county? or? Yeah, we can. We can. We actually also have Howard County. Okay. Um, but we haven't extended into Howard County yet. We're kind of... We, like we said, we were sort of staying small, um, but we there aren't like a lot of competitors. It's not like they this franchise has bought up the whole somebody's bought up the whole area. But the problem is, is we want our caregivers to be within a dis- driving distance to their client. You know, we try to think about that as well when we're hiring caregivers, when we're taking on clients. You know, if it's too far away and our caregivers are constantly getting caught in traffic or you know some kind of problem. It sometimes doesn't work. Well, the commute commute can also yes. kill you. That's what I mean. The commute, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not sending somebody from here to Arlington to to do that every day. Uh, and we spend a lot of time on that, trying to make yeah. that fit. That's part of the fit. Well, I kind of think that your caregivers that work for you also appreciate the fact that, well, obviously we talked about you being available to them. And and I, I as an individual, I can probably go out and do caregiving to a to a degree, depending on the level of licensing and stuff like that as a, as a person. But 
the resources that you bring to the table, finding clients, uh, you know, is one of them. The, you know, the technology that's able to do that, the uh, level of care. And again, uh, jump back on the heart that we, mm-hmm. that we talked about and having to have the right personality to do this. These people love to do what they do. And when they work with people that also share that same passion, it probably really makes for a really cohesive group. Yeah, I think they they have found um, partner and team, like Karen said, with us. And I think that this, I actually just got a text this morning from a caregiver, and she said, I just have never felt so valued before. We not only offer bonuses and special things, we've had some lunches where we invite them in to have lunch with us, because we really want to get to know them, but we care about them. We we want them to stay with us. We want, we've providing loyalty to them, as and then in turn, they're loyal to us. Get it back. And sure. she she said she's never felt so valued um, because I reach out to her. She reaches out mm-hmm. to me. I've covered before for someone because she really needed to get to a meeting just for two hours. And I'm like, you know what? I want you to make that meeting. So I'm going to cover for you for those two hours. And she said, I've never had someone offer to, to do that. Right. So it's a team approach. Do you have any male caregivers? Any what? Any male caregivers? We do have some on our roster, yes. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I know typically it's, it's a sort know, of a female-dominated type of a thing. There but are men who do caregiving, absolutely. Well, I know some of the best nurses that I've, I've met are, are male. And, and sometimes uh, you need some strength. Yes. Extra strength. Yes, you do. So, um, yes, we do. So. True, true. You think of the, uh, the, the, the older person that weighs, you know, 80 pounds or something like that. It sounds like pretty minuscule, but you try to, <laughs> try to pick up. it up and it's, yes. it's, a different, it's a different story there. Exactly. Um, now, as far as if, if somebody wanted to work for you. Are you looking for caregivers? Are you always that sort of an always type of a thing as the business grows? What's yeah, the best way to do that? Yeah, we're always hiring. We always are interviewing, meeting with caregivers. They reach out to us. Sometimes we find caregivers through other caregivers. That happens a lot because our caregiver, like the one that said she's so valued, they have friends that do the same work, and then they reach out to us. And we offer referral bonuses and things like that if they bring in other caregivers that end up working out and working mm-hmm. for us. So it is an ongoing process with the caregivers because – you know, things are changing in their lives. We have some that are in school. They're going maybe going back for nursing degrees and things, but they love working for us and with us that they've stayed and they still work weekends and things mm-hmm. with us. So it's been great. The market has changed, you know, a little. It's gotten much better. You know, it was hard for a while with the pandemic. Sure. You know, staffing was challenging, but now, you know, it's 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 turned around. Well, I would think that with you know with everybody getting vaccinated and through the pandemic and everything else, and it had to be so challenging. I mean, because Typically, with a caregiver, I mean, there's, there's no six feet. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> you know? I mean, you're up, you're up close and personal. Yep. Um, your website is oneyouluvehomecare.com, and that one is spelled out O N E. The word you, not the letter U. We're not like a teenager <laughs> here, but one, texting right. <laughs> oneyouluvehomecare.com, and you can just put in Annapolis, and that will bring you right to Karen and Julianne to see. Now, if I want to work with you as a client. Again, same thing. Is that where the start, best starting place is at your website? And then that yep. arranges for a, um, and I'm assuming to onboard clients, I mean, because children can be anywhere in the world. Uh, it can be virtual, Zoom, telephone, in person. 
Yeah, yeah. We go out to um, usually go out to the client's home because they can't always get here into our office. So that's usually how it works. And like even yesterday, we had one. Um, you know, two of the children were on the phone. You know, they wanted to listen in, and one of the children were there with with the parent. So we've done it all, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and any any we make it work for our clients. What's the biggest challenge you guys have had? Pandemic. Yeah, and I would say the pandemic has been challenging. <laughs> the, the yes. vaccination status yes. was hard, as well as providing PPE, because mm-hmm. um, we've provided all that PPE. Mm-hmm. Can you think of anything else? I think I think you hit a and pandemic. Staffing, yeah, staffing, staffing the pandemic. Yeah, early on in that pandemic was challenging. Yeah. Hey, here's here's a sort of a bizarre off the wall question, and I remember where my mother was down in Florida, and they got the hurricanes that come through. Um, they did a wonderful job of evacuating mm-hmm. the um, mm-hmm. the complex. But what happens if there was some kind of any an emergency? Say you've got a client down in Shady Side, and uh, the electricity has now been out for three days. I'm assuming you're not bringing clients into your homes and the spare <laughs> spare bedrooms. But I mean, how would you guys? be a part of that? That's a great question. One of the things that I do when I do an assessment is I do an emergency preparedness plan. And in that plan, we had determined where that client would go should there be emergency where they need to actually evacuate from their home. If it's safe for them to be in the home, then I have to decide if, let's say, the natural disaster occurred and I could only get certain caregivers to certain clients, I determine which clients get priority. Okay. So that's how it's determined. And that is determined upon that assessment. Okay, great. Okay, so I mean, if somebody is you know going to be out for a couple of days, you can get them moved into a facility that they would have. Yes, whatever. I mean, you yes. got to find figure out how they to would pay. go to a facility, Red Cross. They may have to go to the local hospital. It just depends on that particular client situation. If they have a family member close by, we would transfer them to the family member's home. That's great. Mm-hmm. You know, without without power or something like that, and just and you mentioned you get plumbers and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> what about a generator to power a house? Would that be something that you guys would? Facilitate, or is that not really? We could get a people. We could get a company I mean, to come I mean, out. Yeah. Yes. So, so I mean, but the, and that's in yes. coordination with the family. That's yeah, we can do that. We can coordinate that. Absolutely. You know, we can we can you know get mom in a hotel room for mm-hmm. the night, and we'll get an electrician out mm-hmm. tomorrow, and we can help coordinate that. That's yeah, awesome. it's not mm-hmm. part of our job necessarily, but we, but we just care about them. Well, so you don't much. sound like you. You, you don't sound like you guys are all that whole work to job. No, but you I know, mean, like, you know, we just care about them, and we just don't want anything to happen. We so do. we, we, love we are um, we want to do what they need. You know what 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 we can to help as much as we can to help. Um, mm-hmm. We try to do that. So, what's the gender balance on your clients, male, female, <laughs> or heavy female? Have any idea? I think it's fifty fifty. Yeah, or maybe even more male. It may be more. Yeah. Who's easier and to take couples, care of? Some to couples, too. Who's easier to take care of? That's a great question. They all have their own yes. personality. Yes. We love them all. Yeah. They all have their very distinct personalities, but yeah. And sometimes it's a couple. Sometimes it's both. Yeah. Right. Um, we right. do take care yeah. of couples. Yeah. That's beautiful when you got a couple that can age together mm-hmm. and uh, with, with just a little bit of help. And I guess that's that whole we get by with a little help from our friends, you know. Well, and you'd be amazed at the ages of people that are still living in their home. They just want to stay home. Mm-hmm. And they, um, they've they lived there, you know, 50 years, like Karen said, and they have this beautiful view. And they just want to age safely and independently in their home. And so and to do that. They need somebody to come in and help. And that's the biggest thing. We want to keep them safe. I mean, that's exactly what you said. That's what we need. Keep those family members safe. 
And I totally get that. You've you've established mm-hmm. your roots. I mean, you're you're a tree. You've grown there. Yeah. And Part of Karen's assessment is a safe safety of the home, and what types of safety features are in the home, and uh, she'll suggest certain things that um, might make things better. And we have companies that we can work with that'll come in and create more safe. When yeah. you talk about it, yeah. Create, you clear pathways, handrails, bathroom safety, all those things. I look when I go in and do an right. assessment. I'd, I'd, I'd imagine, hey, let's you're not you're not dining in the dining room. Let's why don't we cover this to a bedroom and keep you all on one level. Yes, one level. <laughs> clear pathways are a big one. Yeah. Handrails, you know, handheld shower, a shower chair, all of those things, and we can help facilitate those. I need those. Yeah, <laughs> I, I slip way too often. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? What's yeah. going on? Well, fall prevention is such a huge thing in this business. I mean, we just yeah. want to keep them from falling because that can really change their lives. Yes. Well, it, it really has. And you've, uh, I mean, you look at the way that concussions have sort of come to the forefront and, and with the NFL and I mean, there's there's specific medical practices. I know Dr. Graw had started, you know, the concussion something at nighttime pediatrics before he had sold it out, but a head fall or a head hit or breaking oh, a yeah. hip. A hip. Oh, hip is oh, a big yeah. one. They break hips when they fall, and that really, and then they're in the hospital, and then they lose weight, and then they are depressed because they're in the hospital, and it's really detrimental to their mm-hmm. overall health to fall. Yeah, no, that's that's probably your biggest, mm-hmm. the biggest falls. fear, slip mm-hmm. and falls. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you have a, a carpet on top of a carpet, you know, then the edges come up. Or the walker or, gets stuck on it, and then yeah, they tumble. We really <laughs> try to focus on that. We try to train our caregivers specifically to fall prevention, helping that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's really great because you guys have seen it all and done it all, if you will, so you know what to look for. And as a child, I don't know that I would even think about that. It's like, okay, yeah, well, let's uh, get a uh, Stairmaster. Well, you know, the the equipment looks a lot better, too. The handrails are beautiful. They match your other hardware. Mm -hmm. They're much nicer than they used to be 20 years ago. Really, it's beautiful. You can get your whole house outfitted, and nobody would even know that you're, you know, an older adult and have a handrail there. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations to you both for starting this. Um, Folks that are interested in perhaps working here, if you've got a big heart, if you don't have a big heart, don't worry about it. Um, that's the first, that's the big primary thing that you're going to have. You want to go to oneyoulovehomecare.com and one is spelled out O N E and see if this might be a company that you might like to work for. It sounds to me like um, you value your employees as much as you value your clients, which is always a great position to be in when you're working there. And if you do have an aging parent, um, or somebody that you love that needs some assistance to give you and them both peace of mind. I think it's probably makes sense to go check it out as well. Uh, again, two local folks here based right in Annapolis, uh, lived here all their lives, and except for that brief stint in New York for you, Julianne. <laughs> but it's uh, you know, but it's, uh, you know, know, know the area, know the people, and you know, it's, it's almost like family. It, it, it really is. And I, um, you know, congratulations on, uh, muscling it through COVID. And I, <laughs> I really do like the, the concept of with you, Karen, going in and doing the, the assessment and then the availability of you. I mean, it's all too easy to have a hierarchy of a corporate thing. And yes, what's the client number, please? Mm-hmm. I don't see that in the, you know, uh, and I get the feeling that I'm going to call you up and you're going to be, oh, yeah, John, hey, how you doing? I was, we were just down at Rebecca's house and she seems to be doing good. And let me, let me just check. Oh, yeah, yep, she was good. She was, you know, and that's really what I think today's 
baby boomers are a little bit younger that have aging parents are looking for. And um, Yeah, I think um, most of our clients come from referrals, which I think says a lot for us, you know, that they've been somebody that's used mm-hmm. our services and really been happy and referred it to a friend. Plus so. you save on the advertising budget. <laughs> but but absolutely, no, the referrals are the, definitely the way to go because, um, you know, that just says that you've got a lot of happy clients that are yeah. more than happy to do it. Well, the, the website is oneyoulovehomecare.com. And again, I'm, since it is a franchise, that's probably a corporate type of a thing. And you can also probably give you a call, right? Yes, thank you. Our phone number is 1-800-410-3818. Or my cell phone is 443-875-8714. Thank you guys very much for today. I appreciate the chance to learn about One You Love Home Care. I uh, didn't know about it, and I do now. And I think it's a great and needed service, especially as... Uh, Everybody else except for me is getting older and, <laughs> and, and, and may need uh, may need help at some point in time. So thank you guys very much and congratulations. Thank, thank you, John. Appreciate this. Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.